When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. This episode features comedian Laura Davis. We recorded this last year, which, now I come to think of it, has no real relevance to the podcast, so I could have left that bit out. Anyway, she's originally from Australia and had been living in London, but during the pandemic she ended up living in New Zealand, so it was an international recording, which always feels more fun for some reason. Anyway, as you'll hear, I think this is a brilliant episode because Laura is great and she picks a really good selection of people and things that I think would be a total nightmare to be stuck with on an island. So I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did. Now, in these times of bleakness, we always appreciate your support and listenership. We don't ask for much, but what would be lovely is if you could just take a moment, just a moment, to go and subscribe to this podcast and to leave us a review, because for all sorts of reasons, it's really helpful for us, and it really won't take that long. Promise. Also, if when you listen to these episodes it makes you think of your own Desert Island dicks and who you'd hate to be stuck with, then now you can tell us. Every week we put out an extra podcast called Compact Dicks, where we hear the people and things you'd pick for your own worst Desert Island. You can share your choices with us by going to dickspod.com contact or find us on Twitter and Instagram at dickspod. Okay, that's it. Let's listen to a podcast called Desert Island Dicks featuring comedian Laura Davis. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Laura Davis. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. I'm sitting here in New Zealand. Yeah, it's fully international. Uh, Well, (laughs) not that you can have partially international, it doesn't make any sense. No, but it's almost the full circumference. (laughs) Yeah, so a full 12 hours between us, so it's nine o'clock at night here nine in the morning there mm-hmm. i mean it, if it helps balance out our respective moods i'm very tired so it's almost <laughs> like it's morning for me so maybe that will kind of our I, moods will coincide i like that uh two comedians the morning is when you're tired <laughs> most of them yeah. go oh well it's very late for him and she's all perky because it's the morning but for comedians it's it's reversed <laughs> i'm pretty shit at both ends of the day these days <laughs> honestly i'm like it takes me hours to wake up and then yeah, I'm always tired in the evening. Anyway, how do we find you today? What's your sort of mood? And I mean, are you things are positive or negative before we start uh, cataloguing your dicks? Well, I think I've, uh, because I don't live here technically, I've sort of gotten trapped here. I have spent most of this year in the woods. Um, mm. It's Look, New Zealand's not a desert island. It is an island. Um, and I don't really know anybody or have much to do. So I have spent a lot of time sort of wandering around alone. Mm. Uh, So when I got this brief, I was sort of thinking, you know, really being, you know, trapped on an island 
it, it, that's one of my fantasies. That's you know, that's usually my happy place. Mm. Um, so bringing people in at all seems <laughs> the cruel part. Okay, well, um, let's treat it as a cathartic exercise then, and then okay. and then after today, you can get back to imagining a nice happy island instead. Okay. So we'll do it that way. So let's let's get straight into it then. So who's going to be the first person joining you on the island? I look I, again. I was thinking if I if I was on an island, I would want to be able to go full castaway. Uh, so I think the mm-hmm. worst thing that you could include would be say at least one child. Mm. Any dependents yeah. on an island, I think, would really really stuff up how nice it was to be <laughs> trapped on that island. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because I mean. There's even if you hated that child before, even if you had like a really bad history with them, I think something would kick it. Like yeah. you couldn't just let them die, you know. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and that was you know that was always the plan. <laughs> so I feel yeah, any any dependents, um, even you know I do like children. I've worked with a lot of them. Some of them are terrible, but you do still have to keep them alive. Yeah, uh, I used to babysit a a kid who used to shit on the floor um, in in corners of the house Mm. um, sort of secretly Um, but I still you know I didn't leave the door open (laughs) you know I did (laughs) I did what I was supposed to do oh yeah that's the thing though isn't it it's like because it's just going to be so much more work you know you're gonna have to like double your efforts to provide and then like you're even gonna have to help them eat and stuff like come on eat up Eat up, come on. And give them your food. Yeah. You know, there's some self-sacrifice involved. So I feel like if it was a child that was really, really lovable, maybe one that you, you knew and was personally invested in, uh, that would be better. So I think the worst would be a deeply unlikable child. Yeah, so maybe one that was screaming the whole way in the plane journey and then when you when you crash, yeah. you're like, that's the fucker that, that made it through. And it's not, you know, it's not really their fault. They've just been in a plane crash, you know. <laughs> They're only six. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you still have to catch them some crabs or something. <laughs> but the entire time, they're just sort of whinging as to why they have to be stuck on an yeah. island and why they can't go home. <laughs> That's the thing as well, because I think on the... Cause they'd still you know they still have a child's mind. So when you're sort of sitting around in the brief moments where you're not building a shelter or catching food they will need entertaining mm. they're not just going to be happy to go off on their own like they they can't do that they're children no. so you're gonna to have to go oh god i'm so knackered this is my only bit of time right what do you want to do then and um, and and because you're on an island you're gonna to have to be endlessly inventive <laughs> as well because you don't have any toys or yeah. games so you're gonna to have to then think of things as well yeah, and and probably have some sort of educational responsibility like you'll probably have to do like some sort of classes mm. or something, you know, in case you do get rescued, you don't want them to, you know, you, you don't want to look bad if you get rescued. And they go, what, what did you do with this kid? I just left him. You go, like, oh, no, we did like maths in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be really unfair, though, if they picked you up and then sort of gave you a stern rebuke for letting them fall behind on their, their English <laughs> grammar or something. <laughs> You're like, now, really, look, he's reading at an, a, a seven-year-old stage, which is not bad, but he's really looking to be about up here at this point. I think that would be really mean of the rescuers. <laughs> but, you know, it depends It depends on uh, whose jurisdiction you crash, I suppose. 
I guess, yeah. And yeah, I just think also the other thing is, you know, like you're probably going to have to, you know, you're going to have to eat things you don't really like. You're going to have to sort of like forage and sort of get into some unpleasant circumstances. But then having mm. to be, you know, you know that it's life or death. But with a child, like it doesn't matter how much you tell them it's life or death. There's, you're still going to have to like force no, them. No, they don't understand. Also, you don't know their <laughs> allergies and stuff like that. You can end up like, oh, fuck. Could be shellfish. Exactly. Taking a full, a full gamble there. Mm. Yeah, and you wouldn't be able, you know, I feel like if you were, you were stuck in an island with sort of equally misanthropic people. You could sort of sit there and be like, well, you know, at least when we're not in a pret and have like a wry laugh, <laughs> but with sort of a dependent child, they go, I love the pret. I, I love cheese sandwiches. Why aren't we in the pret? You go, you don't know how good you have it. You could be working in a coal mine somewhere. <laughs> they just don't understand why they can't watch TV. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. It's a good choice. And who's going to be joining them? Who's going to be the second choice for the island? Oh, I was thinking... Yeah, again, if if my preference is to be left alone, bringing in people who I actively dislike, who are who are horrible people or something, I feel like that's too. I'm I'm a full masochist. I'd I'd enjoy that almost too <laughs> much. You know, it would be sustaining to have an enemy right. on a desert island. I think so. I feel like maybe uh, I I used to work with a woman. Uh, who was very, very lovely, very, very dull, mm. very, very useless. <laughs> and I think her? Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to kill her and eat her. I still feel bad. She's quite nice. Other people love her quite a lot. But she would just, she would make looking after the child more difficult because <laughs> she's useless. Uh, she would be sort of an adult dependent <laughs> yeah. who wasn't quite at the threshold of being killed and eaten for food or, or, you know, ignored or, you know, left to their own devices. Yeah, because I think the thing is, like, the sort of picture I've got in my head, uh, is it one of those sort of people that, like, are bloody useless and really annoying, but also have the sort of mannerisms that and personality that one, you finally snap and be like, oh, for God's sake, let, just let me do it then you just instantly yeah. feel awful because they they're like a sort of a sad bunny rabbit and you're like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> and yeah they don't know they're useless and they it's it's not their fault mm. they're, they're very nice but you know maybe maybe somebody who would who would want to talk about how you know hairy our legs were getting on the desert island or one of those people with no perspective <laughs> of it i was like oh well this is very strange and weird isn't it because normally <laughs> we'd have haircuts <laughs> yes but we're on a desert island so we're not <laughs> when there's not quite bringing up the obvious but sort of those people go oh well you know normally on the on the weekends i don't come to work <laughs> i go somewhere else and you go yes <laughs> that's how it works yeah. Yeah, do you know what? Earlier in the week, I had to go and see the dentist, and the dental nurse who was assisting the the hygienist lady was like a bit like this sort of person you're describing. And like, I was having something quite painful done, and you know when they're like shouting out instructions to the dental nurse, and they're having to write down <laughs> like update your records. You know when that bit when they're shouting out all the numbers and stuff, and she was yes. kept poking my gums, and it was really painful in this thing that she was doing, which is counting all the teeth or whatever it was. And at some point, like, obviously, 
the, the nurse had panicked and then deleted the whole thing that she'd just done. And you could see the hygienist trying to be professional and kind of not go, have you fucking done that again? Seriously, I'm going to have to do this guy's teeth all over again. And I'm lying there thinking she's going to have to do that whole thing all over again. And it was quite painful. But and at the same time, I was just like, oh, it's not her fault. And I just had this like, and I was like, I don't know why I've got empathy for this woman that's just causing me extra pain. But, like, she was so clearly yeah. just, like, a nice, useless person that I couldn't get angry at her. And, I, and like, and I could just see the hygienist, like, desperately trying not to get really pissed because it must have been, like, the eighth time that day it had happened. But it's that type of person, isn't it? You're like, yeah, stop, her. stop. Your dental hygienist on the island. Yeah, like, stop fucking this up. But also, like, I can't stay mad at you, you pathetic, big, fluffy sod. <laughs> <laughs> and the ones uh, with that sort of veil of uh, desperate positivity where you're not allowed to say anything is bad or difficult mm. um, but in a really useless sort of soft sort of a, a way you go oh you know it's raining outside yes but you know that's good yeah. and you go oh well it's trapped on a desert island and oh well, I'm sure you know this will be all right. Still, mustn't grumble. Yeah, and no no way to address reality. So you go, oh, we'll, we'll probably be rescued soon. You know, okay, but if we're not, mm. then we probably need to build shelter and we need to do, uh, you know, build fa- fish traps and wh- whittle a fucking knife with a different knife. You know, <laughs> we've got stuff to do. And we're like, oh, but I'm sure it'll all be fine if we just... <laughs> yeah. I find if we just pull up our socks and sing a merry tune. Yeah. Or like one day they'll sort of yeah. just see you screaming into the into the forest when you think you're on your own and they'll just come up behind you. But <laughs> is everything okay? You're like, well, obviously it's not. But since you've asked that, let's just say it is and carry on. Yeah. This is the screaming tree. <laughs> yeah. I think someone like that coupled with a dependent horrible child yeah give me a, a volleyball and, and nobody else and you know you you can relax a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah I like the angle you're taking on this I think it's very interesting and I think it, <laughs> I think it's just definitely make it it's one of those things where you're like I can think of people that would annoy me more instantly but playing the long game that's going to be a fucking nightmare yeah <laughs> yeah if it's just someone you hate you can just like that's just I could I could live an extra 10 years if someone I really hated was on the island just out of spite, mm. you know, just out of out of being driven to succeed yeah, yeah, at their expense. <laughs> okay, and who's going to round off the trio with you then? I think uh, a man I don't know <laughs> uh, being, uh, as, as a lady, uh, one of the most dangerous people I can think of. <laughs> Uh, so just someone who seems nice, but that you can't trust. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got a dependent, horrible child and a clueless woman <laughs> to sort of <laughs> protect <laughs> and <laughs> someone that, that was useful enough that you, that, that they were perfectly, you had to engage with them. There was no reason not to, but you constantly had your doubts. Yeah. Right. That, that they might, uh, attack you or the child. Yeah, so, I mean, I suppose, like, you'd be going off going, I'm just going to get some firewood. And he goes, oh, well, let me come with you. And you're like, no, 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 you, yes. you stay there. Like, so you couldn't, but couldn't again, get any use out of them. 
he's technically done nothing that you can say to say <laughs> no no we don't trust you please go away to the other side of the island so you just constantly have to keep an eye on him because he's just a little sneaky <laughs> it would be like you know that problem where there's like okay you've got to get these things across the river but there's like a chicken and a, a sack of grain <laughs> and a fox and you can't have two of them on the boat at the same time it'd be like yes. that because you're like well you can't go on your own with him into the forest because he, yes. he might not be trustworthy but you can't go into the forest on your own because then he's there with the kid and, he... and the and the other woman so like what do yeah. you take one of them with you but you can't take all of them with you because it's, it's a fucking liability <laughs> i would say the woman re the other woman would really think he was fine yeah. but you've sort of decided maybe he's not yeah. and so you know he can't be left alone with anybody and you can't be left alone with him so then you all have to stay together at all times. Yeah. <laughs> and that just in itself makes everything so much more. Because, you know, at least if you're all yes. together, he's there. He can carry stuff with you. Yes. But also then you've got the other the other two tripping along. So actually then it negates any useful. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this is and interesting. If it was just if it was just the woman and the child, you could leave them together. You know, she's probably not going to hurt the kid no. or she's just a bit useless and then you know i can go off and do other survival things mm. but if he's there i don't quite trust him not to kill them and eat them or yeah. you know worse <laughs> uh and so you you constantly have to maintain this this perfect balance of of everything is fine but we can't actually separate at all yeah just this constant elephant in the room oh man that's exhausting this is really uh I, yeah I'm sorry if this is not not the correct way to go about this no this is brilliant no i love it it's great because it's it's really it's a brilliant take on it i think like yeah i'm just it's because it's making me go slightly dizzy i think just thinking of like the different yeah. permutations of... what is the worst way you know if because i thought it would be cheating if i just said I would like to be as an island with the three of my worst enemies and then, you know, yeah. I, I would enjoy that too much. So <laughs> three people who are, are fine, you know, if you get rescued, it's going to be in the paper that, you know, you killed a perfectly nice lawyer or something like that <laughs> <laughs> or left them to die. So, you know, you have to maintain the perfect balance yeah no i think that's brilliant just the the absolute like weight of calculations and responsibility and worry everything I yeah. mean, it's like it's an absolute recipe for disaster i think it's perfect <laughs> but, like if you get put into a, a a badly matched team at work yeah. or something and you you are trapped with those people for this project duration yeah but none of you should be working together because you don't actually work together but there's no alternative yeah and you can't tell them to hurry up because they'll just start crying and you're like you know yes. yeah yeah fair enough i think that's a, a brilliant brilliant uh, group yeah. of people you've got there today he i think he says things like but what did i do a lot <laughs> yeah yeah, and you can never have it out because you're always in front of the other two and you can't have that argument in and front of a, them. And he's a danger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's still there if you argue with him. You know, he doesn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Now, uh, Laura, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? 
I, I really don't like eggplants. Okay. Like uh, aubergine. Aubergines, yeah. Um, so aubergine or eggplant in the UK? We'd say aubergine, yeah. Okay, aubergines. So maybe um, maybe tinned aubergines. Mm. That sounds yeah. revolting. Yeah. To subsist on and not particularly sustaining. Yeah, I don't know what you know? their nutritional properties are. Like, yeah. I mean, they're one of those things that sort of you have to put in quite a lot of effort. You know, like if you sort of half arse yeah. it, they're really hard and shit. You know, you can't, they're not, like occasionally you're like, what am I going to cook for dinner? Oh, I need to bulk this up. I've got an aubergine. Yes. But yeah, if you put them into last minute and you're like, oh, fucking hell, now I've got to wait an extra 40 minutes because this thing's still hard and rubbish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I don't like tin sardines. I think they're disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. But I would be more grateful for them in a desert island survival situation because they come with vitamins, minerals, fatty acids, mm. you know, all sorts of things that you need and they have more energy. Mm. And yet if you had something that was also disgusting but also provided very little nutrition, I think that would be the worst. Yeah. And I think it's something that's like it's just uh, just outside your sort of average selection of fruit and veg enough to make the child be very fussy oh yeah there's no way they're eating the tinder aubergines <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just I, I have no idea what they're useful for do you know what i mean like most food you've got an <laughs> idea of like spinach has iron bananas have potassium like why do we know that bananas have potassium because we don't even know what potassium's yeah. for but we know that that's a source of... but what's an aubergine got in it <laughs> it's probably one of the ones like vitamin k that no one understands or something yeah um yeah yeah, good choice. Yeah, I leave them out a lot of the time. But, you know, to me, they're, they're not worth eating. Mm. Whatever they have, I'll take a multivitamin and I won't eat the aubergine. I'll get fiber another way. There's, there's no need. But Desert Island situation, you might you might need to have it. Yeah. I mean, I like them, but I as, as I say that, I just remember I've just thrown one out that's been in our fridge so long it's gone moldy. So obviously don't, I'm not that excited to eat it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, no. it's been there long enough to go bad. So, um, yeah, that's a good choice. And what would you wash it down with? What would your drink choice be? I feel like the drink, again, to make it the worst possible situation, it should just be like um, like a caffeinated energy drink. Oh yeah, good. Uh, like something, uh, possibly something alcoholic, right? Uh, as well, like some sort of drink that will only make you insane. That the the other three can't <laughs> stop drinking. So if you had somebody who was going, you know, insane on, you know, alcoholic energy drinks. Mm. Like a pre-mix um, Red Bull and vodka or something like that. Exactly that. Yeah. I feel like it should just be that washed up in a cargo ship. And so you've got uh, a child, a potential predator and a, a useless lady <laughs> just sort of on turbo at all times. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's that's the way to make it worse. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. That's a, yeah, that's perfect. I especially, I mean, the thing is, even if you didn't have this cocktail of people, it would just be horrendous mm. having to drink energy drinks all the time because... Yeah, like, I mean, I don't drink disgusting. them at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they dehydrate you, you know, it's worse than water. It's worse than, <laughs> you know... You'd be more hydrated off a can of 
Fanta or something like that. And drinking the juice out of the aubergine tin. Yeah, probably it should be one of those zero calorie ones as well. So oh, you get yeah. absolutely nothing from it. Not even, <laughs> you know, basic glucose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think also those drinks, I just baffle me because Red Bull, someone invented it, went, okay, this does a job. It gets you from A to B in terms of like energy. So this is the price you have to pay as it tastes like medicine because it basically is. But because it was yes. like the first thing like that, everyone just went, oh, well, I'll just get used to this flavour then and decide if I like it or not. You know, and it's quite a sort of yeah. love it or hate it thing. And then all the drinks that came after that, they were like, oh, right, so we, we're meant to copy what this tastes like because it, it tastes <laughs> bad. But if you make one that genuinely tasted nice, people don't want that. They want the Red Bull taste. It's like, but that's not a good taste. Yeah. It's like... It's not like someone made Coke and everyone went, that's quite nice. Yeah, okay, we'll try and make that. You know, it's just very sweet. <laughs> Let's make a Coke drink. Everyone's going, we've got to make the fucking medicine drink. Yeah. And then that's what you're stuck with. I guess it's, yeah, it's that thing of people want it to be, want it to feel medicinal. They want it to feel like they're, you know, like like you would have a shot of something sort of foul tasting because mm. you're like, yeah, this is going to get me really drunk. This is really strong alcohol. Great. Yeah. You sort of want, like, power energy must taste bad. I suppose so. You know, sometimes, though, like, in London on the tube, like, in the morning commute, and you'll get, like, a load of people, like, with just cans of Red Bull. Yes. And it's just, like, at least, like, I don't really like coffee that much, but the smell of coffee in the morning is fine. You know, it's, it, it sort of works. That's what you should smell in the morning. Whereas, like, <laughs> when you get on, like, a tube carriage and there's just yeah. this waft of Red Bull, you're like, Oh, fucking like little, hell. Little barflies or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mother is a high school teacher and they are uh, in constant uh, pleading negotiations with the milk bar down the road from the school um, to please do not sell energy drinks to kids in our school uniform because oh, they're, they're, they're not meant to have them and they're coming into, like, you're trying to go through a full day at school on you know two to three cans of red bull oh man yeah um so my friend james who started this podcast and used to host it he uh he know loads of punks who went who were like really straight edge you know so like no no drink or drugs he said they'd just drink shit loads of red bull <laughs> and before they went to a gig and i'm like but that's that's the same isn't it like isn't that cheating like you're not supposed to like there's not supposed to be loopholes for being straight edge surely it's like <laughs> it's like all or nothing you know when i was a teenager i lived in uh in the bush uh so there wasn't a lot to do it was a lot of forest and not much else and so i uh, used to sort of meet up in somebody's orchard or shed or something and drink on folding chairs and uh, the the cool thing to do was to drink, you know, can after can of energy drink, you know, it mm. mixed with alcohol. But then there's also there's nothing to do. You're just <laughs> you're just in you're just in a peaceful nature scape with six seven cans of Red Bull in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, just start howling at the moon or something. I just yeah. <laughs> Just walk around the clothesline really, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 
Uh, so I think yeah, this is a great choice then. Again, I mean, so even if you didn't have the dependence, just the idea of just having like a sugar-free alcoholic energy drink in a hot island yeah. on your own and that's all you can drink and then add in the dependence. Oh, this is this is brilliant. Yeah, and the guy would always be saying like, well, it's fine if I just have one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't stop them from taking it. But then you have to deal with the consequences. You've been awake for seven days and because yeah. you're awake i have to be awake because i can't yeah. fucking trust you yeah oh man yeah. no no hydration no no energy from like no actual you know sugar nothing that <laughs> would would keep you going naturally amazing very good just brain altering chemicals <laughs> Okay, now, Laura, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? I think um, I really don't like the song Hotel California. No. Uh, I I think that would that would really upset me. Yeah. Um, it, it's particularly because it it's quite often played on repeat. Yeah. It's not uncommon to get maybe two or three Hotel Californias in a row. But also it's about eight minutes long. So even if you hear it once, you feel like you're hearing it a million times. Yes. It's needlessly long. I don't understand why, because nothing, nothing else happens in it. It's just fucking long. It's like American Pie is like that as well. And it's like, yeah. There's no like big solo or anything that would justify it being so long. And it loops around enough that you you're never quite sure where you are. Mm. And you know, it's not like Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a long song, but you know you it's got milestones in it, you know, yeah. it's got landmarks, yeah. you know you, you know, there's a couple of key changes, <laughs> you know, you know you know where you are. You could mark time by Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. but I feel like hotel California will just spin you into uh, a sense of perpetual, <laughs> but also people love it, so you probably have to play it. Yeah, oh man, yeah, it's it's you're right. It would be an ideal soundtrack for just like just lingering along the whole time, like yeah. Uh, I'm bored. Should we? Should we? I know it's the only song we've got. Should we put Hotel California on? It's it's already on. Yeah, it's exactly. already on. You didn't notice. It's just been on since we landed they've had three or four you know red bull zero <laughs> sugar <laughs> and then pop on hotel california <laughs> sort of the way they use um the the queen soundtrack in Shaun of the dead mm. sort of those songs everyone knows so well that you almost don't hear them anymore yeah yeah but yeah i just think it's just sort of inoffensive and boring and it's a sort of wallpaper, isn't it? It's like an audio wallpaper. And, I mean, in a way, it would be quite a good soundtrack to... I mean, if people were watching you, you know, if you recorded everything on mm. the island and watching you go mad, you know, like some bizarre reality show, then it would kind of... That sort of eerie, eeriness to it of never changing, it kind of goes quite well with it in that it's just... Yeah. Just that weird background. And also the idea of just someone talking about a lovely hotel that's brilliant and you're just on this fucking awful island. <laughs> uh, you know, the juxtaposition is quite pleasant. And they're talking about pink champagne on ice and you've got warm vodka Red Bull. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the perfect hellscape tune. 
<laughs> I think you're right as well. Um, and what would your film choice be? Uh, the film would be uh, the film Willow. Oh, yes. Um, because when I was at school, uh, our school only had one VHS <laughs> and it was Willow. So uh, every day the teacher didn't quite feel like working or we were having you know uh, a day off or classes or anything they would put willow on um, <laughs> but that means i've probably already seen that film maybe 54 times mm. um mandatory so i feel like if if that film came back to haunt me i still i don't really know what it's about or what happens what is it like it's sort of pixie it's kind of fantasy isn't it there's is there a talking goat <laughs> I feel like there's some... yeah yes, <laughs> I think uh, it's one of those ones which again I feel like I could watch it another fifty four times and still not get it. Mm, yeah, and I feel like that would destroy me on an island to the the desire to finally watch Willow and understand what's happening. <laughs> I feel I would be compelled to put it on it wouldn't be like uh there's other movies i don't like uh there's you know ones that i would be happy to just go oh well there's no movies <laughs> you know that's too easy to say oh it's my least favorite movie i'm not watching it because <laughs> it's a sort of a kid's film but from like from a long time ago it probably wouldn't entertain mm. the kid that much because he's a modern kid and it's like something's changed yeah. you know like if I show my son an equivalent cartoon, like he was watching a, a modern version of Inspector Gadget today, and then I showed him like the original Inspector Gadget, and like just I don't know, like the quality's not quite as good, it's not quite as fast paced as the modern one, and he's like, uh, you know, he's not into it. He's only three yeah. and a half, but there's that weird shift. So like you can be like, this will entertain the kid, and they're not buying it at all. <laughs> it's like putting on a silent film. Yeah, like. Oh, here, here's a jolly number. This is a, a young man <laughs> called Charlie Chaplin you might know about. Yes, and Fred Astaire. <laughs> but look at the footwork. It's uh, mesmerising. <laughs> I can imagine like, the um, sort of annoying woman might quite like Willow because it's kind of yeah. a bit of gentle escapism. Yeah, it reminds her, you know, of pleasant childhood memories, things like that. Mm. Um, so I feel like if, just for me, if I was stuck watching it ever again after having already been, you know, haunted by it for five years at this school. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's the perfect one. Yeah, nice. Okay, good. Well, uh, Laura, finally, uh, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Yes. Again, there's animals I like, I like less, like... Uh, you know, I, I don't think I'd like there to be, you know, lo lots of sea snakes or, you know, uh, venomous things on the island. But mm. I, I feel in terms of compounding the situation, if there was a large predator, not a bear because you see them coming a lot of the time, mm. um, but maybe like a, like a tiger or yeah. a jaguar, some sort of stalking menace to our lives. Mm. I think that's one, one where even I would not wish to go off by myself in case I got killed by a tiger. <laughs> so you would, you would constantly have to stay together. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think there's something about 
having say if it's a tiger something so beautiful and majestic mm. it'd be quite exciting to see it in the wild but every time you saw it you know that would be the worst thing that could happen so you'd be like oh there's the tiger yes. no no fuck there's the tiger you know and like if you manage to kill it one day then that's awful because you've killed a tiger but also mm. it's a fucking tiger They're endangered yeah but it is just like <laughs> a really fast powerful thing with knives for hands yes and you know if it was a bear or something you can go okay the bear's over there great we know where the bear is but a tiger could be they could be fucking anywhere mm. you know they're very well camouflaged yeah wily yeah i think that's that's a good one i think if i see my cat hunting a mouse because my cat's useless and he'll just toy with it forever until I eventually catch the mouse and, and hide it somewhere else in the garden. I just, I always just think how horrible a death that must be to be sort of relentlessly pursued by something that kind of wants to play with you as much as it wants to kill you and just kept alive for that yes. bit. I don't know if a tiger would do that if they'd just probably not fuck around as much because they're not as well fed as, <laughs> as a domestic cat so they just go straight to the, the eating part. But, I mean, just that sort of... Maybe. Just feeling your life in the balance of a big cat is horrendous. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, a, a stalking menace mm. is probably the worst way for that <laughs> that to go. I mean, also, I mean, we're saying that the island's overran with them as well. So, I mean, like, I mean, that <laughs> then you're really just... I mean, that's just... You're fucked, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when you're asking, you go, no, there's heaps of tigers. They're not endangered. They're all on this one fucking island. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, look, Laura, I think you've put together a brilliant selection of uh, people and things that would make your island an absolutely inhospitable place to live. And uh, <laughs> I, think, I think you've done a superb job. So thank you very much for, for doing that. Thank you. As, as a masochist, a total pleasure. <laughs> now, um, obviously, uh, yeah, you're now in New Zealand, so things are all a bit up in the air. I mean, mm -hmm. where's the best place for people to sort of keep up to date with what you're doing at the minute? Um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Laura Davis Comic or on Instagram. Uh, but I just released a lovely comedy album. I, I recorded it in a cupboard under the stairs and it's last year's Edinburgh Fringe show, which I've re-recorded as a, uh, not quite an audio book, not quite a stand-up show, somewhere in between with this lovely layered-in soundscape oh, okay. um, that my producer put in. It's been really lovely, um, which you can buy on my website. Oh, nice one. Brilliant. Well, so go and check that out. And uh, thank you very much for coming on Desert Island Dicks today. Thanks for having me.